Hello, just thought I'd let you know before you start the podcast that we recorded this on Monday night um, before the news broke about Joe Allen uh, retiring from international football. Um, In case you're wondering why he isn't mentioned throughout the show, um, we'll make sure we do uh, a proper tribute for him uh, on next week's podcast. So, So yeah, enjoy the show. Hello and closer to episode 88 of Alternative Wales, the podcast. Uh, I'm Ryan and unfortunately, uh, Tommy Kaus can't be here tonight as he's on a clog dancing getaway in the mountains of Arari. Um So joining me tonight after he's recently returned from being trapped in an unnamed bathroom in South Wales, Roger Davis. Rod, welcome back. How are you? Yeah, thank you uh, um, for that welcome back. Um, I think the last time I was on a podcast, I was the most positive I've ever been. And I will not be making that mistake again. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> it's been a, been a tough two weeks then, is it? Oh, I've picked up another cold. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's it's just battered me again. I'm in a world of pain. Sinuses feels like I've had a fight with Mike Tyson. Or into <laughs> any other boxer without a dodgy background. Maybe I don't know. And, and then, yeah, and throat, throat was killing me. And... Then I decided to kill it with alcohol on the weekend, which has backfired as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm back in my usual pit of despair this week. So you'll all be happy to hear that, I'm sure. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's quite comforting. It's quite comforting. After <laughs> all this time to sort of... It's the one constant. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Upset the equilibrium <laughs> last time I was on there. Uh, you yeah. know, if I'm ever feeling down or I'm ever feeling a bit rough, I usually think to myself, <laughs> Rodri probably feels worse. So it's sort of yeah, like, yeah. I can take solace in it. Um, Anyway... And uh, for an unprecedented third week on the bounce, um, we've got Super Sub Lewis Sharp once again. Uh, Lewis, who are you calling out this week? Um, have you got an apology to make to Rodri, uh, or are you just <laughs> yeah. going to continue your sort of skir- scorched earth policy? No comment. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'd be disappointed if he did apologise to us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no apologies, and we'll see who gets called out. So. Good, good stuff. Um, Yes, it's good stuff, Lewis. You get it. You're keeping the, yeah. the viewers, the listeners hanging on. You know what's yeah. going to happen this week. It's like episodic television. This is can give us an <laughs> Emmy or whatever you get for podcasts. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, carrying on the um, the theme of despair and anger, we're going to have a little chat about Cardiff and Swansea tonight. Uh, I think we've been skirting around them both for a few weeks, um, but it's been a fairly quiet week elsewhere in Welsh football. Um, but yeah, it seems that fans of both clubs are, are sort of pulling their hair out at the moment. Um, Rodri, it was a quiet transfer window for both of them. Um, but Cardiff actually ended up signing more players than Swansea and Cardiff spent half the window without a manager and under a transfer embargo. Um, <laughs> Swansea then went on to have a sort of a mini capitulation at home to Birmingham and lost 4-3. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a mess at Swansea at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, the fans' unrest is growing now again with the owners. They've they've had a few months off of uh, having to worry about all that, and I, I think um, giving Russell Martin time to get his team into uh, gear this season and things have been ticking along all right. You know, they've been there or thereabouts where they should be, and going into January, a couple of signings would have maybe given them a hope of a late surge into the playoffs, and well, this. Pretty open book, top end of the championship in it. So, um, 
Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, uh, well, it's classic Swansea uh, under their American owners, I think, with uh, the tra- their approach to the transfer window. I don't think they've really ever done well in one, especially in January. And uh, I think they've done well to hold on to some of the players they've held on to, to be honest with you, because uh, they're the type of owners who uh, take the money and run. Mm. And they have done over the previous few years. So I think who was it they lost? Um, Oberfermi. Who, who, Oberfermi, yeah. But that was kind of some, some sort of breakdown in relationship there. Yeah. So. And I, th- I think there's probably a couple of others they would have liked to have got rid of. I think Jamie Patterson, the same. I think he sort of down yeah. tools and wants to go and they couldn't get rid of him. So and now I've, they're stuck with him. And that and Whitaker. I think, um, Whitaker, yeah. He's stranger than that. Yeah. Because they've recalled him from. Uh, Plymouth, is it? Was That's it, it, yeah. And the, he was doing really yeah. well there, and they were, they, you know, they were going to go. I think Plymouth fans will be really pissed off about that. I reckon. Yeah, but you've got. I don't know whether they're going to be. He's going to be kind of in the picture now that he's still at the club, but it didn't seem that way. Like from Russell, what Russell Martin was saying, mm. like seemed to be callback so he could get a transfer, but they, you know, obviously wanted too much money for him or. You know, it's strange that he didn't go back out on loan, though. I thought, yeah, just just from just from speaking to a couple of Swans fans I know, uh, a couple of them work with me as well, and they they're pretty sh- short on the keeper front now as well. I think there's mm. not many fans who are particularly keen on Fisher, especially as a shot stopper. I think he's been letting in some real soft goals, and um, yeah, so that was a surprise they didn't get another keeper in because I think they're relying on a youngster as backup there. So, mm. but. There is the emergency loans for keepers, isn't there? I suppose yeah. that's one thing they can fall back on if it comes to it. But yeah, not a very good transfer window for the Swans. It, yeah. it, like I think, like the, the Whitaker situation sums it up because I think they they brought him back with the view to send him out either at a higher level or or, or get some cash for him. And obviously, I think Rangers came in for him and and offered a million. Yeah. And it didn't happen. Swansea then didn't play him towards the end of the transfer window because if he played for Swansea, he wouldn't be able to go and play for anyone else. Because yeah. I think you can only play for two clubs in a season. You can't play for three. Um, so, yeah, it's just... And, and I think Russell Martin's already said he didn't feature in his plans. And I think, you know, Russell Martin himself is cut, cutting about like a really frustrated figure at the moment. He sort of came out and spoke against the board, um, which is never a good sign. No. No. Um, and I, I, I think, you know, if he isn't going to be backed, then I don't know how long, you know, he's going to be in the job. He has said he won't walk away. And, you know, fair enough, but... I think you know Swansea shit the bed with with Steve Cooper. They you know they couldn't hang on to Potter. Maybe that's a slightly dip, bad bad um, um, example, but like they've got something good with him. He's clearly a good coach, and he's clearly getting the best out of a, a side that hasn't been invested in. I saw a tweet the other day that the last time Swansea bought a permanent right back was in two thousand and fifteen, which was Kyle <laughs> Norton. Um, and they're like crying out for a right back and they just won't sign one for whatever reason. So, yeah, I can imagine why it's frustrating for fans and and, and the management. Um, Lewis, I mean, I don't think they're in danger of, of going down by any means because I think they've got points on the board. But I think playoffs would probably be a stretch for them at this point now with a lack of investment and just the general um, vibe around the club. Yeah, definitely. I'm just looking now like... 39 points obviously is, I think it's like 12 points away from relegation zone so I highly doubt they'll go down but then at the same time they're not really well there's not that many points actually I think they're like maybe five six points I think. Mm. 
Yeah, but officers. so are probably about seven teams. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. It's obviously, like we've said on the pod before, it's been such a close championship this season um, in that sort of second, well, not second, but third all the way down. Um, but I, I can't say I've watched loads of Swansea to be able to tell you if they're going to go up or down, but I think they, they'd be all right um, based off of, like what you said, Russell Martin being a really good coach and the players that they've got, even though they've not invested um, properly for a while, they I feel like they've got the players to make it over the line. Mm. Yeah, I think I think that's the case, and it's just it, it's a shame for them as a club that they can't get that recruitment right because it, it feels like it it is one of the missing pieces, and it has been for a while because they they do get the managerial appointments right, and you know they do go on good runs, but I just think if you're not going to invest in the playing squad, especially in the championship, then you're going to struggle to get out of the league because you know there's always another six or ten teams that are putting money in and making the right signings. Um, so, yeah, very frustrating uh, at Swansea. Um, but, you know, if it's a mess at Swansea, um, then it's the apocalypse at Cardiff City. Um, <laughs> from my from my opinion, I think we're going down. I, I think... Um, I don't think there's three teams in the league that are worse than us at the moment. Um, the squad is, is defeated. You know, there's no confidence... Uh, we can't score goals, um, Rod. It's it's a pretty bleak situation from the outside looking in. Obviously, there is a new manager. You know, the bounce hasn't happened. He's already talking about, um, you know, it's time to panic and that Cardiff are in the shit. I think those were his words after the game on the weekend. Um, yeah. Can you see Cardiff going down? Yes, obviously. I think the. Pretty much, well, are they just still just just above the relegation zone now? Yeah, but I think if if you're down in the, you know, 18th and below at this stage of the season, I think yeah, there's every chance you could go down. But I think Cardiff's saving grace might be the fact that there's three teams equally as bad, really, mm. if you put it that way. Um, I know Blackpool have got your old favourite Mick McCarthy in now, haven't they? And They'll get results um, with him. There's see. a potential for like some, yeah. That's the thing. There's a potential they'll pick up what they need. Um, but I, I, I haven't seen what Cardiff have been like with this new manager. I had a couple of games, but I haven't seen any. I haven't watched the highlights or anything. Um, so I don't know whether there's been an improvement or any sort of sign of hope, really. Because usually there's a new manager bounce, but it's quite hard when they've brought him in is right at the end of the window and, you know, it usually takes a few weeks to get his ideas across. There's been two games, like, really almost straight away. So, yeah. Um, uh, there's a, there's every chance they'll be... I think they, they, they'll get some sort of bounce under the new coach. I think it's too early to say, oh, he's coming and made no effect because, you know, it, it'll take him a good two to three weeks to get any sort of semblance of what's going on and <laughs> get mm. his act, um, message across the players perhaps I think um, but yeah I, th- I know you and several other Cardiff fans a bit worried about the strength of the squad you've got there as well because it was basically you've bought in players to suit Steve Morrison and then mm. they, you got rid of him so you just got to hope the new manager can work with what he's got yeah, um, I don't know. You've got that new striker, haven't you? What's he been like? This well, sorry, Cabas. He came off the bench on on Saturday at Hull um, and seemed to do okay. 
it was a, I think he'd only got in the building on on the Friday, so I think yeah. um, jury's out on him at the moment. But you know, when you're buying a player from you know the Norwegian leagues, it's it's always a, a bit of a gamble. You you never quite know. But I mean, if you look yeah. at the state of play now at the bottom of the championship, um, the three teams in the relegation zone all have two games in hand on Cardiff, um, yeah. and Cardiff are only two points clear. If if all three of those teams win both their games in hand, which obviously is a stretch. Um, especially for a team like Wigan, Cardiff would be bottom of the league. If mm. if the season, you know, if for whatever reason the season was curtailed now, like it was in the pandemic, Cardiff would be bottom on points per game. Um, mm. so it's bleak. Twenty-one goals, lowest in the championship, and I think, you know, we're not shipping goals, but we're shipping shit goals. Um, and I just think it's hard to get out of that slump. And and like you said, maybe the manager can get his, his, you know, his ideas across, but he needs to do it sharpish because we can't be giving him 10 games to get his thing. Across no, that's it. You run sudden, out of games though. You run yeah. out of games. Um, Lewis, what, yeah. what, what do you make of it all? Because I'm, I'm sort of, um, you know, I've, I'm resigned to the fact that um, we're, we're probably <laughs> yeah. going to be down. Yeah. Just like what you said, just really not scoring enough goals. I don't even think like, you're not conceding that many and you've not been battered by a team in the league mm. for quite a while. It's like just not scoring enough goals. And I feel like all your goals are coming through Callum Robinson. Obviously, at the end of the day, if he scored that penalty in the first half mm. on Saturday, like it's one of the biggest cliches in football, but it could have been a different game, um, could have changed the game completely. And from what I saw, I don't think I saw many people say that the performance was like horrific and mm. if you're if you're not conceding that many goals, then it's not like the absolute end of the world. But you just need to score goals to counteract that. But then I don't think Cardiff have scored in the league for a few weeks, have they? No, I think it's one goal in the last seven. Um yeah. despite scoring four goals against Leeds, but you know, that's that's uh Everyone seems to be scoring against, score against Leeds at yeah. the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's I think that's the worrying thing for me, C. Lewis, is that is when we're not playing bad, like terribly, but we're so low on confidence and we're so sort of lacking anything that we're going to just keep losing one nil and or two yeah. one. I think as soon as we go a goal behind, there's no chance of us coming back, and I think it no. just sums it up that you know. As soon as Callum Robinson missed that penalty, it was like, right, that's it, that's our chance. And like, when you're down there, you 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 got to take everything you can get, and getting a penalty can could have literally turned our season around. You know, we go and win one nil away at Hull, who who are not necessarily a relegation rival at the moment, but they they they're down there, but pulling away. And then Sabri has his first win within his first two games. You know, and the longer now it goes on without us winning under Lamucci. Fans have got no patience anymore. I mean, I, I, it's talk. It's going to be toxic there, and and you know we played Middlesbrough on Saturday, who are flying at the moment. You know, under under Michael Carrick, um, and I can't see us winning that. So um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting um, few weeks. You know, Cardiff has still got Bristol City and Swansea to play. I could just see us losing to Swansea now uh, at the start of April and dropping into the relegation zone. Um, and stay in there. So that's going to be a laugh. Um, looking forward to that. <laughs> um, right. Would you would you say the lack of goals is not a good enough goal scorer or just not enough chances being created? The chances being created, 
aren't too bad. I think if you look at like XG and stuff, not yeah. that I'm too into that. Um, but like, yeah, I think it's one of a goal score. I think it's just a general. I think because of the uncertainty of the management situation, there's no consistency. We haven't got anyone other than Callum Robinson who seems like he can score goals, and he's he's not the sort of person you can rely on for goals anyway either. You know, he's not he's not someone who's going to grab you twenty in a season. He's never really done that in his career. Yeah, I think it's like a it's a it's lack of creativity. There's lack of uh, like a tempo. Uh, you know, we're not attacking teams well. Um, and yeah, I I think it all comes down to like confidence. And I think when you're in this rut and you can't get a win, it's so hard to get yourself out of that rut. Um, you know, without a gift from the gods, like like a penalty going your way or some sort of capitulation. So that's my worry is when does that turning point come? And if it does come, will it be in time? Um, I, that's I, The other thing is, I think Wigan are probably going to be down and out. They have got another new manager, so you never know. I think Blackpool are going to be okay. And I think Huddersfield have enough quality to get themselves out of there as well. Because, you know, Huddersfield were in the playoffs last season. So, I don't know. It's pretty bleak at the moment. But... Who's gone in at Wigan now? Sean Maloney. He's ex Wigan. Oh, of course, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I, I think he'd, yeah. he'd been on Martinez's uh, coaching staff, so I think he, it's going to be a bit of a back to basics and um, uh, and just sort of win nasty. But like I said, the fact that both all of the three of those teams have got two games in hand is a worry because if you know Huddersfield and Blackpool win at least one of them, then we're in the bottom three. Um, and I think yeah. when, once we actually drop into that bottom three, because I don't think we've actually been in the bottom three yet um, at the no. end of a game week. I think once we're in there, it's going to be really hard to get out of there. So we've just got to try and keep our heads above the water. And um, So, yeah, that was cheerful. Um, but, yeah, if you want to hear more on Cardiff and you're a Cardiff fan and you're not listening to Booth and Ninian, I was on this week, so you can hear more of me moaning about Cardiff on 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 and the Ninian, available on all great podcast platforms um bit of positivity at newport uh, a long overdue win for them against swindon uh they, they won 2-1 uh with cardiff legend graham cavanagh's son scoring uh, on his yeah, debut, I saw that. uh which is a nice little um nice it's a cracking game. result for them isn't it? yeah because yeah, you know i think they they'd not won in four or five i think and, and you know i think they're going to be all right but every they point getting counts. Sucked, sucked down when they uh they yeah. getting dragged down into it yeah, and yeah. Uh, Merthyr drew two all away at Winchester, so uh, a decent result there. Um, elsewhere in the domestic game, it was the Welsh Cup quarterfinals. Sort of went to form as we expected. The uh, the current top four in the league are the four semi-finalists. Uh, TNS um, had a little scare against Cumbrian Celtic, but they ended up winning 3-1, as they always do. Um, no problem for Connors Key over Airbus. I think that was 5-0 in the end, and Bala beats them. Britain Ferry 2-0. Uh, Britain Ferry held them up for a while. Um, but sort of the game of the weekend, um, no bias from me, was was Pennebon Hollywell. Lewis, you watched it. Um, Hollywell did a hell of a job in the first half, but I think just that quality that, that Pennebon have just shone through eventually, even though it was a little bit of a contentious winner um, that, that wasn't helped by Hollywell's uh, late sub. Yeah, um... Another cliche game of two halves mm. really was a game of two halves. First half, like but you see it all the time in cup competitions and the FA Cup, Carabao Cup, whatever, the the team who has 
obviously the weaker side of the two are always more up for it. And well, I, I say that Hollywell aren't mugs either. They're you know I think they'd won something like fifteen Cymru mm. North games in a row. They they were never going to come to Penabont and just get turned over in the first half. But they really were up, more up for it in the first half and probably even deserved to go one 0 up as well. They I think um they were showing the possession stats in the first half, and I think before their goal in the last like the ten minutes before, I think they had more possession. So. I wouldn't say that they deserved to. Well, I would say that they deserved to go one 0 up, but then, like what you said, just the the quality of Bont shone through in the end. And I'd love to hear what Reese Griffiths would have been saying to his players at half time because mm. he didn't seem that happy on the sideline when the Scorio cameras would have a close up on him. But um, really good goal the first one it was a lovely cross from Miles Davis and when you've got people like Lewis Harling who've played in the league for so many years um I, I feel like you're always going to sort of win that and then the, you know the the penalty obviously is a controversial one but you see them you you see much worse than that being given and I then, think it was a stonewaller personally but yeah, I, that might yeah. be through through uh, blue tinted specs but um yeah I, I think it was a stonewaller obviously there was a slight bit of uh, question about whether Nathan Wood kicked it twice, but yeah, I, did I mean, see that as well. you the refs not that's that's a VAR thing, and I think it's sort of on brand because of the Mitrovic one uh, last month. I just think you know it's hard to tell, isn't it? Um, in the immediate thing, but um, yeah, it was it was a it was a hell of a tense game, and I think Hollywood probably just lost their heads a bit at the end. I think they were trying to sort of almost like grind that win out and just being dirty and and killing the game a bit and picking up yellow cards, but. It's sort of, um, sort of, sort of let them down a bit in the end because, you know, that was the reason. You know, they sent a lad on in the ninety fourth minute and he got sent off with two yellow cards and gave away a penalty. Yeah, um, I, I do feel for him because that is a nightmare. <laughs> that is a nightmare yeah. performance. Um, but yeah, no, I I think they had a really good go and I was really impressed. I mean, it's not a team I've ever watched before. Obviously, what all I know of them is what you know you 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 know and, and what Kaus knows from sort of following more of the Cymru North. And I, I wasn't expecting a, an easy win, but but yeah, they they turned up and they had a really good go. And it was also great to see you know from the fan perspective. I think they took a bus full down and there was a good you know good end of them behind the goal and um yeah, which was nice to see. Um, so yeah, hopefully. You know, long may that continue, and and who knows, they may be in the Cymru Premier in a few years. Probably uh, a bit of a shame that C- Colwyn Bay are running away with the Cymru North. Um, so I think they can feel a bit hard done by 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 not not going up this year. Um, I did forget to mention Wrexham had won against Altrinum two one, so that was a good result. They just keep winning. Um, yeah, so the semi final draw is later. Um, I don't think we're going to be recording while it's live like we were for the FA Cup third round draw. Um, so unfortunately, <laughs> you won't be able to hear it live two days later, um, like 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 last week's draw. So uh, hopefully, Penabod can avoid TNS and someone else can knock them out. But um, yeah, it's it'll be a interesting semi final. It's 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 a little bit of a shame to see the best four teams in Wales as it stands in the semis, but yeah. You know, sometimes that's the way it goes. You, it's the same. It happens in the, the English FA Cup as well. Um, yeah, it's what it's not one for the neutrals. A neutrals always want to see mm. a couple of uh, underdogs in there, not the yeah. big big side. So yeah, but there we are. 
Yeah. It is what it is, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> That's my dazzling uh, insight. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we do uh, move on and finish up this bit, I uh, just want to have a quick chat about old Brennan Johnson. Um, obviously, I think um, Bale's retirement dampened a few people's spirits ahead of March, but obviously, look at it. We're, we're, you know, the, we're, we've got to look at the future now. And uh, the, those games are coming thick and fast. And I think we'll be talking about a squad announcement in the next sort of um, three weeks or so. Um, Rod, I know it was against Leeds, but it was a cracking goal. And he seems to really be settling into Premier League football. And hopefully, oh, yeah. um, you know, he is going to step into those shoes that, that Gareth Bale has left. Yeah, well, he's really kicking on now, isn't he? He's... Um... I think it does help the Forest's um, fortunes have changed a bit since the start of the season because I think they were str- struggling badly the first five or six games and people were slating Brennan Johnson after however many games I was here. And, but no, he's um, really coming on and we just need him to take on that mantle a bit for Wales now, don't we? Um, I think in terms of someone who's capable of pulling out those special moments or... So, Sticking in a screamer and no, but that goal on uh, well, yesterday, yeah, yesterday, <laughs> lost track of days. Um, yeah, he that was uh, the one thing about that game that was well, I wouldn't say I enjoyed it because it's against the team I suppose, but uh, it was the one bit of quality really. It was a drost game, but uh, what a great finish! And uh, if he keeps that up, then. And he he does it for Wales as well. Then we're all laughing, aren't we? Mm. Um, and then I was pretty impressed with Nico as well. Um, yesterday, by the way, uh, when they moved him to, I think they moved him to like left wing back slash mm. left midfield where we tend to play him. And I think that's more like what we should be looking long term with him. Yeah. Uh, defensively, I'm not too sure on him, but he offers a lot going forward down the wings. So. That's just a little bit on what I noticed yesterday from him as well. So, yeah, I mean, um, I mean, it'd be interesting to see if Page sticks with that sort of three-five-two or or three-four-three three or however you want to call it, you know, in March because it obviously didn't really yeah. work out in the World Cup. But I guess it it is. Uh, Page even said that in, in the interview that he did recently with Scorio that um, Bale retiring has made it easier for him because he was trying to, you know, he wanted to fit. Johnson, Moore, um, Dan James, Bale, Ramsey, you know, in, yeah. in into three or four spots. Um, yeah. Whereas now, obviously, with Bale walking away, the ob, you know, it's Brennan Johnson will start, you know, if if he goes into the camp, into the into the into the camp fit. Um, and yeah, I think Nico Williams is probably best there. I don't think he's good enough to defensively to play in a four, especially against no. a, a top side like like Croatia. Um, Lewis. You know how encouraging is it to see Brennan kicking on? Because for a while we were worried that we weren't going to get we haven't we haven't got many players playing week in week out in the Premier League and performing. So it's a bit of a breath of fresh air. Yeah, definitely. I watched him twice in the last two weeks um, against Man United in the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup, yeah. and he was like really, really good in those games. And from what I'd seen of Johnson, obviously, like when he burst onto the scene with Wales is that he was, you know, really technical dribbler takes on a man, but then, you know, sometimes he'd get into the final third and he'd pick out the wrong pass or pick out the wrong shot or whatever. But it's really encouraging now to see that he seems to be 
making the right decisions in the final third. And yeah, like obviously he's not going to from March score as often as what Bale does and lift the team as much as what Bale has. But he's, you know, definitely going to hopefully kick us and take us up a gear. And yeah, def- he's just very, very, very good. That's awful podcasting, but he's just <laughs> very, very, very good. Great analysis, Lewis. So direct. And like, I don't think any defender in international football would want to mark him and have him running at you. Like, he's such a handful. And, you know, he can go left or right. So I'm pretty sure against United in the first leg, he sort of picked up the ball on the on the right and cut in and shot with his left. So obviously it shows that he's not just a one-trick pony, get down mm. the right-hand side and whip a ball and he can do it all. And I, I, you know, hopefully he will, you know, even even if he well plays half as well for Wales as what Bale's done over the years and has half as good of a career for Wales as what mm. Bale did, then we've, you know, we're in good hands. Yeah, and you know when you think about a front three of um, of of Moore, James, and and Johnson, um, you know that would be a solid front three in, in you know mid table Premier League. And I think you know mid table Premier League is a really fucking good standard, um, you know. And Ramsey is playing fairly regularly for Nice at the moment. I think he's completed four ninety minutes on the bounce, which is brilliant. Yeah. So you know hopefully he's going to go in to the to the break in March feeling good, feeling fresh, you know, I think he's going to have to take on that sort of senior role. Um, I don't think he'll be captain, but I think, you know, he'll play a big part in that, you know, similar to what Bale did. So, yeah, it's not all bad. I think, obviously, it was a bad World Cup. It's a shame to lose Gareth Bale, but there's definitely reasons to be cheerful. Um, and, yeah, Brennan has, has helped me think that we're probably going to be all right and we're, we're, we should get out of that group. Um, so, yeah, we shall see. Uh, I feel like that's my new catchphrase now. At the end of um, every uh, <laughs> every every section, I just end up going, "We shall see." I feel like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Bad podcast. That's how you've got to approach life, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of. Yeah. This this might happen, but we shall see. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, next up, any we... plans this week? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna get better? Anything, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rod. What? Yeah. Sorry. I don't think you will. No. I'm not sure. I'll see if I can do this. And on that, uh, on that um, happy note, uh, we shall speak to Adrian Phillips next. For fuck's sake. Adrian yeah. Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> what? Adrian Phillips, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> you all right, mate? Want? Everything yeah, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Massive news. Okay, go for it. What's happened? Yeah, who's that? Rob Nazer. <laughs> yeah, all right, pal. Who else have we got? That blunt bloke as well, us. Blunt? Hey, stop that. I've been keeping an eye out for your Red Allen and Tony. A banger eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chasing me off the A470. Yeah, they didn't go very far. They go past Kursus normally, only for away games. Uh, yeah, massive news. Right, hit us with it. I went to see Cass this week. 
And no, not the 1980s hard man from West Ham. The <laughs> 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 uh, Court of Arbitration for Sports. I didn't end up going to uh, oh, whatever dear. I said I was going last week. <laughs> you forgot already where you're going. <laughs> I didn't go, did I? All oh, right, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so they've ruled that the league must be finished. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone in Anglesey is up in arms. <laughs> Some Swiss judge has told them straight that we have to finish the league, so it's, that's the end of it. So, what yeah, does this mean for, ten... for you What's now? the legal consequence <laughs> <laughs> for an amateur league to take it to the court of amateurs of the sport? Probably, like I said, won't be any end of year awards to do this year. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to provide our own footballs for the league now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, we have to finish the league. There's 10 games to go. Right. So uh, probably space them out over the next few months. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but you know, because there's no floodlights in that, obviously. Uh, we made a uh, transfer deadline day sign in because you boys probably don't even talk about transfers because you're above that, and you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's well, been I'm a while not... actually since since we've had a transfer from you, Philip. So it's it, it's refreshing to hear. Who have you got? We were under an embargo for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> and not by the FAW either. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah so we signed... Uh, what, what position did he hold on this year? Uh, a left-back, Malcolm Mihailovic from Kenford Gilborough. <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm Mihailovic, is it? Yeah, yeah. he's got the hardest shot in mid-Glamorgan. And yeah. his dad runs the only Serbian takeaway in South Wales. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's a hell of a player. But he hasn't played yet. Because we didn't play last week because of that uh, court case was uh, hanging over us all. Yeah. So you didn't uh, play last weekend then? You you no, you were no, just concentrating no, on the court case? Jadiga Leisure Centre was out of the house, isn't it? So I suppose <laughs> they have to call it off. Yeah, the next game is against Matt Trith Unionists. <laughs> <laughs> Not Big sure why you've got that name. <laughs> <laughs> what union they're in? They might be in the NUM or something like that. R-U-M-T or whatever. I don't know. Well, they might just be a... Loyal to the crown, yeah. Yeah, rangers in disguise. Maybe. But I don't want to tar them with that brush yet until I meet them. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> so basically, because we've walked the league, I've given Jordan Hotspurs a target of 100 goals. And I right. said, if he can get 100 goals in the league, I'll get him a move to the Danish Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> um, how many goals is he on so far? 21. 21. So he's got uh, 80... No, nine, no, 79 to go. Um, yeah. In what? How many games? Ten games. You sound like my accountant. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to average seven point nine goals a game then for the rest of the season. Yeah. How the hell does he get point nine of a goal? He needs, <laughs> he, needs, he needs seventy-nine goals before Phillips and lands him in the Danish Premier League of Darts. Good <laughs> 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 thinking that. There's <laughs> yeah. always a catch, you know. Yeah, seven point nine goals a game. Maybe if it puts one through the side net in a point nine of a goal, would be given. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pull net Some, out. Sometimes there's no net, <laughs> and with this massive bill, they've got to pay for the cast, not the hard man. Um, they probably won't have nets. No. Oh, yeah, well. so uh, we're back on track. Well, we don't really. It's going to cost me a hell of a lot of money in petrol for the players, but you know, yeah, got to play the game. I'm not going back to Switzerland there. Well, it's good, not, good not, to not, not not for that reason, anyway. 
<laughs> have you heard about Red Island then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. On on that note, any um any intensive care victims this week, uh, Phillips? They've no. all gone to Switzerland. It's been there. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even gonna go there. Um, it's um <laughs> no 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 new intensive care patients yeah. anyway. Durango recovering anyway. from. Durango recovering from the uh, lorry smash last week. All right. <laughs> uh, like I told you last week, the police have told me I'm not allowed to contact him. <laughs> yeah. I imagine he's all right. Yeah, he's in good hands, etc. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. But is, yeah, so we're back is, on back is, on track. We're gonna play all them ruts again up there. Yeah. And then uh, walk the league, and then well, I don't know. Back to the drawing board. Then what comes next? Yeah, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be hard, though, isn't it? Because we walk this league. Who's going to let us join their league? Yeah. FAW don't want us anywhere near them out of their leagues because they are scared. Like. <laughs> <laughs> scared they, of what? Yeah, the new TNS. <laughs> Just more entertaining. Philips Solutions, the APS. You found more entertaining than... Uh, Total network solutions, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's network they salute, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, uh, anyway, yeah, so we're back on track. So, uh, yeah, yeah, all going well, except for the massive co- uh, legal fees to pay somehow. But, you know, we'll get around to somehow. As you always do, Phillips. Where there's a will, there's a way, as they say. I might be uh, Agent Jenkins for about a month and a half and a half of a week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, dear. Yeah, so uh, yeah, good stuff. There we are. Then. Nice, nice, yeah. nice to have you back Everything's on form, Phillips. Um, Thank you very much. You know, is, until, is the next to look catastrophe. until the next. <laughs> yeah, 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 which is probably tomorrow. <laughs> right. All the best, um, as always, uh, and I hope well, you, thank you very much. You beat the unionists <laughs> on well. Saturday. Or whenever yeah, you play them. We're all on your side of that one. Yeah. 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 Well, I just want to tell, just speak out. Yeah. If anyone actually uh, listens to this from Mastrith, could you please contact me? <laughs> <laughs> and let me know if you are in unionists or not. And if you are, don't follow me or contact me again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Send my best to Dai Rango as well when, you, when you're allowed to contact well, him. Well, he can't contact him, can he? Yeah, You'll yeah. have to ring him. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll get him on the pod Actually next week. won't answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. live, live from the Heath. Right. Yeah, off, right, I've got to go. Yeah, I'm off not, you go now. <laughs> things to do. I don't know what, but some, must, something has to be done. Excellent. Do that. Do that. Off you go. Why am I saying that? <laughs> <laughs> off I go. Off I go, Phillips. See you, bloody. See you, Rodney. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. right. Off you go. Yeah. Um, right, part two of the pod. Uh, let's start with Rogan of the Week, um, as we do now. Uh, last week's results were as follows. I mean, first of all, I forgot to put a poll up on Friday. I am currently podcasting from South Africa whilst working out here, so give me a break. Um, you know. I, these things yeah. do slip my mind sometimes uh, and at the end of the day you don't pay for it so you can't complain um too much so uh, deal with it anyway last week's results are in third um with 12.5% of the vote 
Lewis's pick of Saturday shoppers in Cardiff. Um, bit disappointed after after winning um, the week before, Lewis. But who knows? You might make amends this week. Second, well, I haven't place... even thought of one yet. So okay, well, yeah. get thinking. Um, <laughs> second place, thirty eight point five percent of the vote was my. Ooh, a little burp there. Um, my choice <laughs> of the price of soft drinks, funnily enough, as I, as I burp after taking a sip of my soft drink. Uh, and in uh, and the winner was Jobsworth's with 49% of the vote because Kaus didn't get enough sauces from to take from, from McDonald's or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, right. So, yeah. Worthy winner, uh, as always. Uh, Tommy Kaus taking the win. Uh, that means, Rod, you can go first this week because obviously you are... Kaus isn't here and you're sort of... In his seat. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> was I was thinking of going for Lewis Sharp because uh, <laughs> he's had plenty to say the last few weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I was expecting that. But but yeah, my mind's a bit of a fog, so I'm I'm not really sure why I was thinking of him. <laughs> I think he's uh, threatened to replace me on this pod or something, and he's, <laughs> yeah, he's said various bits and bobs over the years. You know, he's a. Uh, uh, he needs to be bought down a peg or two, I think. But I'll uh, leave that uh, for this week. I'm just go- I'm gonna go for uh, the I don't know what how you'll word this, but the concept of sinuses. The co- or just just sinuses in general. Yeah, just the the was oh, you know. Just, <laughs> I don't know. What are they it's good for? Me. Yeah, absolutely nothing. That's what they sang about in that song. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, you know, fuck knows. I don't really know what to say. My sinuses have been battered since Qatar. Uh, I had two weeks where I felt normal, and now they're battered again, well, alongside other symptoms. But it's the fact that my head feels like it's in a, in a kiln is the worst bit because like the pressures are, are phenomenal on on the older uh, bridge of the nose there and. I've had I've had I've had the all all the Sudafed, I've had the nasal rinse, all this all this stuff to try and uh, solve it, and it's yeah um, no I probably should go to the GP really if I go, <laughs> but you know we've had that before where that's a ball ache as well yeah. so um, yeah that's a problem in itself I don't know I, I, it's another ailment I'm going for but it's yeah sinus issues or something you could put down okay. Um... Um, I have broke my nose, so I think maybe that's to, uh, come into play. Okay. Because yeah, I, ne- yeah, yeah. I never really used to have problems with the sinuses until I broke my nose about five, six years ago. And since then, every time I have a cold, they're uh, jam-packed, yeah. There we are. Well, any medical professionals listening, I don't know if we sort of reach that sort of demographic. Um, if you do have any advice to Rod, you can tweet him at, at, at Lieutenant Cool on Twitter. Um, I'm yeah. sure it'll, it'll be... Um, It'll be taken on. Um, my pick now in second place. I'm going for the uh, the Premier League transfer window uh, after it slammed shut uh, last <laughs> week. Um, it's just it's just getting worse and worse every window now in terms of the money being spent and just like it's not sensible money either. I don't mind. You know, it is what it is when it comes to like the price of players. You know, hundred million seems to sort of be the price for top elite level footballers that's fine but it's not being spent smartly I think you know Chelsea have been a bit of a disgrace they've just sort of bought anyone without a care in the world I mean Forrest <laughs> have, have signed more players than he, they can even register which is just you know they've, they've, already, they've signed they're already replacing players they've signed in the summer um, yeah. and 
surely it, it, you know it's a bubble that's just going to burst at some point and i think a few clubs are going to get caught out and obviously the news about man city came out today which um doesn't look very good for them although i'm i'm not convinced anything serious will happen um but yeah it's 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 ugly it's dirty and it's just sort of ruins ruins the, ruins the the sort of the the game a bit yeah. that I, I yeah going on that point i kind of want the bubble to burst now yeah because where where does it end mm. you know it's got a, it's it's just gone out of control when he's got players like anthony gordon going for 45 million <laughs> Yeah, you know, what is going on? And Chelsea has spent more m- money in January than Brighton have in the entire history, or something like that. Is what I read. <laughs> that, yeah, <Which> is... <laughs> but, but it's like it's teams like Brighton and teams, you know, like Brentford, are proving yeah. now that you don't have to go and splash that cash. Like, no, you just need you, good scouting and you. You clever. can't. You can't do what Chelsea did in the two thousands anymore. You can't buy 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 a, no. the league because. Everyone in the Premier League has cash now because of the the TV deals yeah. and stuff. You know, it doesn't really give you as much of an edge as it used to. And I think manager coaches have got better. You know, the, the quality of standard of coaching in the Premier League now is is second to none. And yeah, it's just ugly to sort of watch from the outside and you know watching Cardiff slave away at the bottom of the Championship and and, and Swansea not be able to sign anyone. And they're just the league below. It it's it's you know the mind boggles. Mm. sort of rift between the Premier League and Championship and the rest of the pyramid is just um, getting ridiculous and, and yeah the bubble will burst eventually and it's going to be ugly um, so that's my pick uh, straight and easy another one against uh, elite football uh, to add to the list uh, Lewis have you managed to think of one we've managed to kill enough time that hopefully yeah. uh, you, you, you've got one yeah um, I'm going to nominate my carbon monoxide detector in my house because <laughs> it's been beeping for the last two days and i've been too busy to like replace the battery and every night when i try and get to sleep it's like you know one beep every minute and i think saturday and sunday night i probably slept a combined total of like three hours because it's just continuous beeping and then i'll sleep for like half an hour and then it'll wake me up and it's really, and really, I'm the wrong one for not replacing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or my housemates are the wrong ones for not replacing it as well. But it's just really, really annoying. Going to bed with a faulty carbon monoxide detector is uh, a bit of a lottery. If you've got issues with carbon monoxide, yeah. Um, but it's like right outside the door for my room, and it's so loud. I mean, so. yeah, then batteries change then. Yeah, yeah, this is on you, Lewis. This isn't on the alarm. I, I've <laughs> yeah. got to admit, this this is very much on you. Yeah, like, awful, I changed my to Lewis app. That is just <laughs> terrible. <view. laughs> no, this is a pod promise. I'll change it tomorrow. Okay, thank you, Lewis. Um, yeah, it might not be it tomorrow if that's how you kill the camera. I guess yeah. that was it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 I, or either change it or just smash it up, Lou. I think that, that's that's yeah. the best way to do it. Just kill the noise, smash it up. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, another jam-packed Rogan uh, of top Rogans. Uh, uh, we've got sinuses, the Premier League transfer window, and Lewis's carbon monoxide alarm. Um, eclectic to say the least. Um, Lovely. I I hope the poll will be up on Friday. No promises, but it'd be up before the next pod. Um, you know, we got as many votes on this on this po- um, poll as we normally do. So does it does it matter when it goes out? 
does it fuck? Um, we shall anyway, see. We shall see indeed. Right, let's crack on with some questions. Um, we've got a few to get through. Uh, you know, as good and um, uh, rogue as ever. Let's start with uh, Nathan Davis, um, friend of the pod, friend of mine. Uh, afternoon, naughty Nathan. Um, he says, uh, with Lewis now cementing his starting line and position on the Art Wales podcast, is Ryan now looking over his shoulder, thinking his place is also in jeopardy, or will Phillips be next? Um, I can't speak on behalf of Phillips. Um, the spot's his until until he 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 wants it. But um, for me, um, it's my ball, and I'm not going to let anyone else play with it. So simple <laughs> as that. Um, I will go down with this ship as uh, as a wise woman once sung. Um, I am the chairman. Uh, anyone else who fancies a pop at me, <laughs> get fucked. Um, oh, it is. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. we've we've only done one podcast where I wasn't available. Um, yeah, and it was absolute shambles. Agent Phillips <laughs> filled in. Yeah. Um, and it was a hell of a listen. Um, yeah, to be fair to you, Matt, you make a you make a tough job look easy because I think Phillips crumbled with that uh, responsibility. He went in it's harder than harder than it sounds. Yeah, he went in with all the confidence in the world. Um <laughs> and I've I've still got the um the raw um footage or the raw audio um from that podcast. Um maybe it could be released as a side thing one day, but yeah, my god in your back pocket. Yeah. My god, he he breaks down on that. Um but yeah, if you are fairly new to the podcast, maybe it is worth going back and finding it because I did listen to it not too long ago just out of out of sheer curiosity and it and it was as much of a shambles as I remember. Um but fair play to him for stepping up. That's all that matters. Um so yeah, but yeah. you know, in, in general, Phillips is safe and I'm even safer. Um it, it's either can't, no can't one can replace for me, Kaus or Lewis. Well, you know, if you don't make yourself available because you've got other things to do like work or whatever, then you know yeah. I'm out here on the other side of the world in a different continent and I brought my fucking podcast microphone with me because I am committed to content. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I say that. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got to be. Someone's got to be. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, Podfather's question. He asks, uh, what's the point of the fourth official? I've seen numerous matches where the fourth official has seen a foul, but refuses to intervene or speak to the referee. So it goes unpunished. What's your thoughts? Do we need this role? Lewis, it is an interesting one. Obviously, we, we tend to watch Pentagon games between the dugouts behind the fourth official. So I've got a bit of a new um, insight into the, the role of the fourth official. It feels like it needs to be defined what they what they can and can't do. Are they just there for the admin side of the substitutes and the, and the added time? Or can they influence matters on the pitch? I guess that is what they've got to decide. It can't be this in-between that we're in at the moment yeah to, to be honest i do not know what they do um to answer the podfather's question um do we need them i'm not particularly sure if we do obviously it depends on the level of the game as well i presume in english premier league games you do need one but then do does a fourth official have anything to do with var or anything i doubt it mm. So I don't know if if like what you're saying is true that you know the fourth official is sort of like the admin person then surely they don't have to be a qualified referee to do that. Yeah, you see them don't they sort the sort of subs and stuff don't they and the yeah the added time and stuff. Surely you wouldn't need to be a qualified referee for that. But I have no idea, so I'm not sure. 
Yeah, I guess it's one of them you don't really know until you've done it and you've tried it. So, you know, we could be sitting here slagging them off and a fourth official, someone who's fourth official before is listening and, and can tell us differently. But yeah, I just, you know, there's so many times while watching Pennebont that the fourth official has said to one of the managers, I saw that, I, I agree with you. But he doesn't then tell the referee that his thoughts so if the linesman can get involved, but the fourth official doesn't, like, it's just it's weird. I don't understand. Rod, have you got many thoughts or feelings on fourth officials as a concept? Fucking waste of time. I think just they're there for admin more than anything. I don't think they contribute. They can't really contribute to the officiating of the actual game, can they? Mm. Otherwise, I think a lot of the time managers appeal to the fourth official as if they can step in and do anything. I don't think it's under their remit. I could be wrong, but. Mm. I don't think it is because they never have done. Um, one thing that baffles me is why we've gone. Well, it doesn't baffle me because we all know it's because of TV companies' adverts and stuff. But the World Cup seemed to sort out that injury time, mm. and I thought it was. I thought it was a good thing because there's so much time wasting going on these days, and it's a blight on the game. I think the ball in play time has been highlighted over the last few seasons, mm. and now they're back down to like three or four minutes injury time and. Yeah, it's a shame they never followed through with that because it did kind of punish teams who thought they could just kill the game with time wasted and you see these players going down with faking head injuries now and stuff mm. like that. So, uh, anyway, that's a side note. I'm just fucking yeah. moaning on. But, you know, yeah, I can, for fourth officials, well, you know. Meh. Yeah, I think that's a nice yeah. way to describe him. Uh, Evan Williams, <laughs> also friend of the pod, he's asked a question I think we've, we've probably had before, but... Could be worth revisiting. Uh, what sport that isn't in the Olympics should be? Lewis, do you have any um, any thoughts or feelings of a sport you'd like to see in the Olympics? Darts? Is darts in the Olympics? No, it's not, but that is a good show. Because, um, like, mm-hmm. obviously, they're not in the best physical shape. So to be able to call a darts player a an Olympian, I think yeah. that would be quite, quite cool. Yeah. And I, I quite enjoy watching the darts as well. So if it was if, in the Olympics, it just means it gets more coverage. If like shooting or archery is in the Olympics, I can't see why darts would couldn't be. Sort of same concept, isn't it? Um, Rod, anything you'd like to see in the Olympics that isn't already there? I don't know. I just think they should vary up the swimming or running. Like introduce some sort of, you know, running. Three-legged race or something. Yeah, something like that. Or, you know, sack race or yeah. like running or- with a little... Like a squat jogs, like off that film, uh, Four Lions. <laughs> it's like you have to run with a like a lean or a crouch. Um, yeah, or swimming in clothes. You know, <laughs> I, think, I think there's <laughs> plenty of things they could mix up already. I don't think you need to bring new sports in just to, yeah. You know, change it up. Yeah, keep the um, interest. You know, I I'd scrap football and introduce five a side as like yeah, yeah it's like. Rugby sevens is sort of what they have rather than like uh, rugby union. Yeah. It would be really good. Any, to, like, any, any, we've said, I think we've spoken about this before. Yeah. We? I think we any have. sport where the pinnacle isn't Olympics, it shouldn't be in the Olympics. Yeah. I think, and but yeah, I think like a five aside, uh, like almost like a semi pro thing. Cause like most, I think that's all or whatever. Um, Ledger center football. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they can only, they can only like recruit players from like, Goal or power yeah. leagues or something, um, and like yeah. you know, it has to be those furry green balls. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, like pr- to really take it back. We got to make sure there's no lorries outside any fire exits as well. <laughs> after what happened with Phillips and the team, uh, 
Yeah. Of course, uh, I forgot That's, about yeah, that. Yeah, Good yeah, infrastructure yeah. in the roofs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah Trevega Leisure Centre won't be a venue uh, for a future <laughs> Olympics. I don't think. Um, on the on the subject of um, of, of of Agent Phillips, uh, Paul Burns has asked if someone did a Welsh remake of Jerry Maguire, who is playing the part of Wales's worst agent, and uh, which football player would you have him represented slash mucking up the career of? Um, I've not actually seen Jerry Maguire, but funnily enough, I downloaded it to watch on the plane, but didn't get around to it. Um, coming out here is—is is that the Tom Cruise film? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think I've ever watched it, but I know I no, know of it. Yeah, I mean, it's out in the nineties, so there's no chance Lewis would have seen it, um, or maybe even heard of it. Yeah, um, not on TikTok, so Lewis <laughs> wouldn't have seen it. <laughs> um, hey, but, watch but, yourself now, Rods. Watch, watch yeah. yourself. If, but if you could have him representing someone and mucking up the career of, of that person, is there anyone you'd like to see Phillips in charge of, uh, Rod? Um, nah, most people who I don't tend to like tend to muck themselves up anyway. Like <laughs> Ronaldo, Lampard. All these people have done a good job of messing up their reputations recently, anyway. So um, yeah, I don't know someone on the telly, some some sort of James Corden, yeah, someone like that. I know Phillips would hate representing him as well. So uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jermaine Genus actually, that'd be quite yeah. interesting. Yeah, because yeah, it's probably the best up, agent in the world. Yeah, yeah, him or Jake Humphrey, uh, he's another yeah. one I can't really stand. Get him gone. But there we are. Get him gone, yeah. um, <laughs> Lewis. Any any football players you'd like to see uh, their career ruined by um, Adrian Phillips? <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to see anyone. I wouldn't want to see his career getting mucked up. But I'd quite like to see Phillips being the agent of Gareth Bale now, and like he'd be at like the grand opening of the new Tradiga Leisure Hall, uh, <laughs> grand opening with the new roof and stuff, and he'd just be like in random places in South Wales or like. In the what is it, the Anglesey District League yeah. stuff. I feel like he would get the best out of Gareth Bale in his post football career. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like it. Um I'd go with someone like Harry Kane because I'd rather <laughs> him just not have a good career. It'd be it'd be I'd be more comfortable with him having a bog standard career playing for like, I don't know, um Northampton or something instead of Spurs. So yeah. Pretty basic from me. A um, couple of questions around the um, the Cymru Premier. David Collis has asked how our pre-season predictions are comparing to the league split. Uh, David, I've got the split perfect. My top six is the same as my bottom six. Uh, Kaus's, I think, is slightly different, but we'll revisit that um, in in the coming months as as phase two gets going. Uh, Colby Peterson has asked, um, how do you feel about TNS's chances in Europe this time around? Uh, Lewis, disappointing to say I think they're probably just going to be expecting more of the same in recent years I, d- I don't think they've changed enough um, to really mount a run uh, deep into a, a European competition yeah I'd agree they well apart from the like few years that Connors Key had a few years ago where they were sort of winning the league and stuff they've always walked the Premier League in recent years so I, I don't really see them progressing much further in Europe. Yeah. They did have a good run a few years ago, but then the teams they come up against sort of match their quality times, you know, three. So even though they, and I guess it doesn't help that they're always playing against teams worse than them. And then when they have to 
you know, maybe put a few men behind the ball and defend, they, they might struggle. Mm. So I, with, you know, we've covered it a few weeks ago, but what, what's the come and what's the future of the camera leagues where you know, nobody seems to know the answer, but that's definitely, that, sh- that should be one of the number one criteria for them is just getting our teams to perform better in Europe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, who knows what'll happen there? Uh, we shall see, as as my saying goes. Um, Andrew Dowling has gone for a non-dirty question this week. Um, Andrew says, you have the power of uh, running the country and making the top important decisions. You can abolish one law and pass another. What would you choose and why? Rod, have you got anything that springs to mind? Christ. It's a pretty heavy right, question, right. isn't it? Yeah, well, I haven't seen this question before. I've been asked this, so... Um... Have you thought of something that I can really do? No, I mean, I, I, I thought it'd be nice not to have to pay tax and, and still all, all public services are funded. But I, I do think it'd be nice to sort of anyone earning less than like 80 grand a year doesn't have to pay tax and anyone earning more than like 250 grand a year has to pay like loads of tax. Maybe that's harsh. I don't know. I no, think it's probably it's safe s- safe yeah. to play it. Maybe go a bit funny. I thought the first thing I thought when I saw it was abolishing the speed limit on roads just because it would be fucking carnage and it'd be quite funny. Um It would be funny until most people you know are perish on the roads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um yeah. I don't know why that Not was the first thing bleak, I thought of. Yeah. Um I think it would be something to do with making rich people pay more. Mm with me to be honest with you um chuck in the old <laughs> communist slant on it out, but I would <laughs> yeah, yeah i would uh yeah just get all these big firms making billions off the back of people should uh subsidize everything i think yes very um, true i like it uh, that would be some sort of law i could enact and then the one law i'd get rid of would be um not that I do it myself, but you know, petty crimes like piracy of uh, football on TVs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, no need to clamp down on that. There's bigger fish to fry in there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. don't mind it. Uh, Lewis, like knocking now, isn't <laughs> Lewis, have you got any thoughts on um, on a law you'd like to abolish? Um, not too sure on one I'd like to abolish, but I would pass the banning of rugby. <laughs> Here we go. He's gonna have a hell of a lot of people on his back again. Yeah. <laughs> to, to be tongue fair, it's only tongue in cheek. Yeah. To let's be just fair, say, don't don't put me in power because you may not <laughs> be able to enjoy your sport anymore. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I think it would do a lot of people a favour at the moment because I mean, Welsh rugby just seems to be seems to be having having a card of city effect at the moment. Just nothing's <laughs> yeah. going right for them. Um. Yes, it's a, it's a shame, but uh, maybe maybe banning it will just, I don't know, people have to bootleg rugby or something, and sort of, you know, like when people, um, when they banned alcohol in America, prohibition rugby, oh, I don't know, I'm talking absolute rubbish now. Um, <laughs> right, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a food question next, we haven't had a food question for a while, and it's a fresh right. food question, and it's also not too rogue. Ben Price, of View from the Ninian fame, has uh, asked, what is your ideal roast dinner? And I thought, you know what? It's been a while since we've had a, a top food question, and this is a top food question. Rod, we'll start with you. Ha, you know, what is your ideal lineup on um, on a roast dinner? Uh, ooh, no. Um, yeah. 
I would go personally. Yeah, it's not. I don't think it's gonna be very popular with most people. But pork. Interesting. With stuffing and yeah. the crackling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'd have your classic mash and roast potatoes. Double uh, potatoes. Carrot. Fuck yeah. Fair enough. But, <laughs> yeah. That was the most and enthusiastic like... I've ever heard you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, carrots, sprouts, <laughs> Swedes, Swedes. <Fuck> <laughs> Um, and then gravy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, yeah, I'm happy with that. Okay. That's off the top of my head. Lewis, why are you, you sounding stunned by what I've said? I, I mean, don't know why. <laughs> I don't mind Brussels sprouts. Swedes a bit of a rogue one. No, lovely stuff. Um, yeah, double potatoes. Not quite sure on double potatoes. Um, but there we are. Uh, Lewis, what do you think? Um. It's funny, this question is asked, I'm not really a massive fan of a Sunday roast, but I had one for the first time in ages yesterday. The youth um, these days. <laughs> they, yeah. they are, they're one of those meals that when you don't have it for a long time, it really does hit the spot. Yeah, yeah. So I'd say your, beef would be my meat of choice. Yeah. I'd You're go... more into your wagamamas and things like that these days, <laughs> isn't you, kids? <laughs> right. The line has been overstepped now. <laughs> I actually love Wagamama. So yeah. Just it, yeah. Uh, beef, oh, roast potatoes. I'm not a massive fan of... Like, mash is good, but I'd rather more roast potatoes and no yeah. mash. Yeah, I agree. Um, carrots, broccoli, uh, peas. Interesting. Not, not massive, but I feel like... That's quite a beige plate if there's no... Because um, I don't like parsnips or swede or anything. Mm. Um, oh, swede then... isn't, isn't beige, mate. Not, <laughs> oh, not it when is. it's done right. Yorkshire pudding. Right. I love yeah. a Yorkshire pudding. Yeah, we do that. So much gravy that like, if you tilt the plate ever so slightly, your table is like full of gravy. That's okay. I like ridiculous. it round. But the... But that means then that the roast potatoes have to be like really, really crispy so that they don't become soggy. Yeah, as, as, there's absolutely no surprise that Lewis has gone for beef. He seems to like call uh, beef very. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I based on 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 the two options in front of me, I'd probably lean more towards Lewis's than than yours, Rod. Not that yours is, is fuck bad. <laughs> no, uh, fuck my lineup right, would be. Going. I I'm a beef man. First and foremost, uh, that could be interesting out of context. Um, <laughs> followed closely by lamb. I, I do like a lamb dinner. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. That is good with a bit of mint sauce. Yeah. Um, stuffing, 100%. Throw pigs and blankets on there because essentially a Christmas dinner is a roast dinner. Why what's, not? What's going on, yeah? Uh, throw that on. Uh, plenty of roast potatoes. Wouldn't go mash, like you said, Lewis. I think it takes up too much real estate on the plate. Um, well, we didn't put a limit on plate size. True, I true. Plate the size of a conservatory. <laughs> Why did I choose conservatories? I don't know. It's on the telly right now. There's an advert with a conservatory. There. Um, I'd yeah, go, you could have a big I'd, kitchen table size plate. Oh, sorry, <laughs> interrupted now. Uh, I go Yorkshire pudding as well. Great shout. Um, I would go uh, broccoli, parsnips, carrots, but. I'd rather Broccoli. them roasted 
like roasted veg rather yeah. than like steamed yeah. veg. I mean, what's going on, yeah? Um, maybe a bit of horseradish with the beef, lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you've won me back there. Um, and like horseradish and mustard. Yeah, and a good solid gravy. Uh, and, and I think that's you know that's the business. Um, sometimes less is more when it comes to Lewis a. Um... Lewis will probably go for peri peri mayonnaise <laughs> with his beef. <laughs> I'm really starting to dislike you more. By the <laughs> oh, excellent yeah. stuff! Uh, I'm right. surprised you know what perinase is. Yeah, he didn't well, even I said use it the wrong, didn't I? Proves my point. Look, oh, I, I'm surprised you can even speak on a podcast. Have you got devices that allow you to do this? <laughs> oh, here he is. Yeah, it's all coming I've, out I've now. Booted up the Packard Bell modem. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, and you, you, yeah. the thing in front of you is called a laptop. You open it. No, it's not. No, it's in. not. <laughs> Why? I, well, oh, not in me. fact, what do you? What device do you use? None of your business. Sega Mega <laughs> Drive. Carry on, yeah, he's forgotten the name of it, that's why. Right, now, now. Uh, Boosh's t- uh, question. <laughs> uh, Boosh, here he is. <clears throat> I am the beat of your pulse. The computer word made flesh. We are one, you and I. Screamed in digital Seattle rockers, Queensreich. Apps on a mobile seem very popular with the youth. So what's your favourite app? Uh, and one app you would never use. He put a thumbs up next to Cymru Football and a thumbs down next to Tickety Talkin. Um, uh, Lewis, what's your favourite app? <laughs> Firstly, does, does Rod know what an app is? <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was coming. That's why I was laughing. I knew it was coming. You're predictable, you are. <laughs> um, Open goal. We're going to take it. When, <laughs> yeah, fair, when fair I got that notification earlier, I looked at my screen time and Twitter It takes up the most of my screen time not this tiktok that you're talking about <laughs> again how would you even know what tiktok is rod uh Wrexham have got on their shirts it's all <laughs> uh yeah twitter even though a lot of it's quite toxic and negative i'd say that's my most used yeah um, and then i'd say I, I i don't if if i disliked an app obviously i wouldn't have it but i'd say YouTube is the one I dislike the most based purely of the fact that if I'm watching something on YouTube, my generation, like Rod's going to say now, I can't just like concentrate on one thing. If I'm watching something on YouTube, I want it on my laptop so that I can go on my phone at the same time. So, yeah. Well, there's no wonder we're on the brink of global <laughs> disaster, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you, Rod? Um, favorite apps probably the podcast app. Yeah, well, you can find this fine podcast, which is usually <laughs> uh, includes two good. Uh... <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll cut out that shit now. Um, no, pro- probably podcasts or Twitter. I use the most in terms of favorite because that's a pretty boring answer. Um, I do have BT Sport as part of my phone contract. Mm. And apart from the fact that Jake Humphrey sometimes presents it, you can watch the Europa League and Champions League highlights in like loads of different cameras and stuff. Yeah. I always like that. And you can watch like all the obscure, you know, like um, Victoria Pulsen versus someone. And it's always, I always like watching them highlights from different angles and stuff on BT Sports. Are you a laugh, Rod? Yeah. Yeah, hell of a laugh. <laughs> um, le- le- least favorite uh, app then 
there's anything to do with fitness because I've really <laughs> let myself down on that side for Fair a long enough. time now. So yeah, yeah, your your ailments attest to that. Um, yeah. my favorite app, uh, like like you both, Twitter gets a hammer in and WhatsApp does as well. They're my two most used apps. Um, in terms of, do you know one of those things that like sometimes you just think, what well, it's such an obvious idea, but I'm glad it's been invented. Uber and any of those Lyft apps. Yeah. No. Um, obviously, Rod, you don't really get any of that living out. Yeah, in, not around my way. In the totally sticks. Um, but that's handy. And, and the, I mean, the takeaway apps have revolutionized the game um, for better or worse. Um, yeah, maybe I'd ban um, the takeaway apps because I'd probably be a lot healthier and a lot richer if I didn't have, um, you know, Uber Eats or Deliveroo or whoever else, uh, you know, at my fingertips. So uh, there's your answer, Boosh. I hope that suffices. Um, all the best um, for the rest of the week and uh, I'm no doubt we'll have another question off you next week. That's it from us uh, for this week. Um, as usual, uh, you can buy um, a copy of uh, the upcoming Alternative Wales and, and subscribe on our website, alternativewales.com forward slash shop. Next Monday, we're going to release uh, the front cover. It's fucking brilliant. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with the world. Um, yeah. Lewis, any closing statements? Uh, anyone you're going to slag off this week? No, no. I'm yeah. a, I've turned into a lover now, not a fighter. <laughs> um, but like always, I'll repeat what I say every time. Buy the magazine and keep yeah. listening to the pod. Very good. And, because fair play, it's pretty much like a full-time job for you, this, right? The effort and the hours yeah. and stuff you have to put in. So everyone needs to support the pod and well, Alternative Wales. It's nice. It's nice that you know you come around at the end and 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 be nice. So thanks, Lewis. Appreciate that. Um, Rod, any closing statements from you? Not really. I can't think of anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice to be back. Um, yeah, just we'll see you. <laughs> Not even to keep on trucking this week. Yeah, it's just been a, it's an effort. Um, <laughs> Yeah, get, keep, yeah, come on, keep on. Sake. No chance, mate. Not this week. <laughs> Next time you're on, you got some uh, bridges to build there. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, good stuff. Right, Rod, you can pick a track to play us out this week. Have you got anything uh, up your sleeve? Not really. Um, I've uh, <laughs> last. I, if I've sounded distracted in that closing bit, is because I was desperately trying to think of one. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, the I preparation agree. for this podcast is superb. Yeah, I, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just gonna go for an old uh, Griff Reese song. Well, it's only five years old now, I think. Yeah, because I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. The club, the club, yeah, yeah good too. It's, I, I, I enjoy that one off his uh, baby. Babelsburg, Babelsburg. Yeah, Babelsburg. There's a place near Kindervery called Babel. That's how I'd say it. Babelsburg. Yeah. Babelsburg. Uh, it's a lovely song. Yeah. Uh, and I can't believe that album's five years old. That's fuck. Man, that's Ta- frightening. Time flies. Uh, Lewis was still sisters. in primary school when that was up. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lewis, I'm yeah, sure yeah. I just heard your carbon monoxide alarm beep. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe yeah. you did. Smash it up for crying out loud. Okay, yeah, come then. On, um, <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Fingers crossed Lewis doesn't die in his sleep. Um, fuck, I'll have to edit that out if you actually do. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine. 
this gets played like imagine there's like police investigations and like this gets played in it and you two have to like that 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 investigation won't last long they listen to this go no he's just neglected his uh, (laughs) low batteries as well yeah Uh, yeah, so thanks again, both. Thanks for listening, as always, everyone. Uh, this is The Club by Griff Reese to play us out. Uh, speak to you next week. Goodbye. They threw me out of the club The club I built with my own two hands They threw me to the streets Into the streets where all the guns had I committed no crime they threw me no light Just threw me out the club Just threw me out the club Into the darkest alley They threw me out the club They threw me out the club Into the darkest alley